0: Hey guys, my name's Adam. I'm the head coach at Copper State Fit. Our purpose is to educate, entertain, and inspire you to lead a fit and healthy lifestyle. We hope that by sharing our clients' stories and providing you with tools, tips, and information that you can apply, that you'll seize the opportunity by turning thought into action. Stick around till the end and we'll provide you with the next steps that you can take, along with helpful links in the show notes. That said, thank you in advance for listening and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the CSF Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Petropoulos, here today with my guest, Aaron Rischek. Aaron, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: Yeah, yeah, welcome. And uh, yesterday was Mother's Day, so hopefully you had a good day. Did you guys do anything special?
1: I did have a good day. Nothing too special, just hung out at home my kiddos. My husband did a little more around the house, and that was good.
0: That makes for a good day. Absolutely. Yes, it does. Right on. Well, let's get started. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Erin. Like, where are you from? What do you do? Uh, obviously, you're a mom and you're married, but, but include that as well. So tell us a little bit about you.
1: Sure. So I am from Nebraska. So Um, in a small town called Falls City, Nebraska is where I live. I have four little kiddos. So Mm -hmm. been through um, this program a couple of times because of all of these kiddos that I have. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I work in the insurance industry. Mm -hmm. So have done that my whole life. And yeah, my husband's family, they drill wells. So water wells, we have our own business. And that's kind of us in a nutshell. So my oldest is Isabel. She's nine. And then I have Ike, who's five. Dottie is four. And Little Fisher was born about six months ago on the 19th. Wow.
0: wow. That's cool. And, and that's, I was going to ask, uh, you know, or bring that up. You've been through the program a couple times now. Um, and, yeah. and after having uh, your youngest, your six-month-old and, and reach back out and like, hey, ready to, you know, get myself back. Um, my question is like watching a movie twice was, was there anything that you picked up along the way this time that was like new or different that you learned this time around? And, or was there anything that prepared you from your first time through for this time around that set you up for success? So kind of a two-part question there.
1: Sure. So honestly, I was in a group. Before I got pregnant with my fourth and my last, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I went through the program once I was really successful and then I hung on to those habits. So I took it step-by-step and just created these great habits. And I was in a groove. I felt great. I had my day planned out. I did pretty much the same thing every day. You know, I uh, ate the right foods, things of that sort. And then you get pregnant, right? And your body starts to change. You can't work out as hard. So I won't lie that that was really tough on me because I had seen such great results and here I am going in the reverse, but there's really not much you can do about it mm-hmm. when you're nurturing a baby, which mm-hmm. is most important, number one. And right. that's kind of a hard mindset to wrap your head around is this is what's best for you know my growing child, even though it's hard to see your body, all that hard work you feel like is slipping out of control. So I just remember thinking, so I started this program after I had Dottie, which like I said, she's four. So I started in April when she turned one, Mm. right? When she turned one, I started because I realized I needed help. I couldn't do this on my own. I I was trying. I just didn't know. Mm. I didn't know anything about being healthy. I didn't know what to eat. I was trying, but mine was more cut calories. And that's the answer, right? It's not the answer. Um, (laughs) just like,
0: don't, don't eat. Right. Like
1: just don't eat and run a lot. That was my mentality. And that did not work for Mm. me. Um, so I remember thinking every day when I was pregnant with Fisher, my fourth, I thought I will never take for granted that structure that I had before again. And I Mm. did just craved it. I missed it. I couldn't wait to have it again. Of course, I was trying to take in every moment of having my fourth, you know, my final child and being pregnant with them. But Mm -hmm. I just remember thinking how much I miss it. I just can't wait to get back at it. So when I had Fisher, so the second time around, when I signed up, I was just I knew what I needed to do, but I almost needed the structure again. And I needed to remind myself because after you have a baby, you go, I, my mind, anyway, I went right back to, Oh, less calories is better. Yeah. You know, yeah. working out as yeah. much as possible is better. And just going down that same rabbit hole. So just every day reminding myself and it does, it comes back slowly and mm-hmm. you remember, Oh yeah, this is how it felt. And it feels good it, to get back. That,
0: that's a great. You said a few things there that I definitely want to kind of like put the magnifying glass on just for a second. And because I know we, we actually have several um, expecting moms in our program right now who uh, are going through a lot of the same things that you went through uh, after having, you know, baby number three, gotten yourself in really good shape. You, like you said, held on to a lot of those habits. You were doing a lot of the same things, you know, eating healthy, exercising. And now you're pregnant with baby number four. And all of a sudden you feel like maybe those things that you work so hard towards are, are like sand slipping through your fingers. Right. And, and okay. you're kind of watching that all go away. So how did you get through the mental hurdles of that? And, and when you say this, speak to those gals that are in the program right now, going through that very thing.
1: First of all, I had to get up every morning and remind myself that the most important thing is this growing baby inside of me and we can always get back, you know, we have the rest of our lives to get back to the shape we were in. So Mm -hmm. the most, I kept having to remind myself the most important thing right now is this growing child, which of course was true, but what I tried to remind myself was just move every day I would get up and move. And even though it wasn't as intense, cause I like to work out intense. I feel like I need to kill myself in order uh-huh. to, I, I like it. It's I'm a challenged type of person. And so the hardest workout possible is my jam. So I had to learn to kind of branch out. And I actually got a bike and started doing some Peloton rides that I could do. You know, they have different workouts for expecting moms and things like that. And so I just started to branch out and just move my body every day. And I also tried to remember that I can still stick with my goals. It's just your body's still going to grow, but you don't have to let it get out of control as it did before. So in my other pregnancies, I would just go all out, you know, eat whatever, Uh, you know, YOLO, you're only pregnant once, (laughs) you know, type of thing. But I tried to remember that if I keep it in, you know, intact here and I try to still follow the same principles, but just tweak them a little bit every day um, because my body's changing and I am pregnant, I will, it will be easier to come off afterwards. And that has held true, I will say.
0: So would you say that you bounced back much quicker after this pregnancy than the the one before that?
1: Oh, my word. Absolutely. Like Mm. seeing my before and afters, I was shocked because I'm like, how did I even do that? I have no idea because it was brutal. After Mm -hmm. I had my second child, I really let myself go during that pregnancy. And it was tough. And the pregnancy was tougher. Everything was tougher. But I remained active the whole time during this and tried to stay on track with my eating. And it definitely helped.
0: That's awesome. You mentioned view times ha- habits, some of the habits that you kept, uh, even after pregnancy, and then the same thing during pregnancy, you mentioned habits, and those might look different, but really the foundation of them is the same. So what were some of those habits that you're talking about?
1: So my biggest hurdle when I did this the first time around was getting into a routine that worked for me and my family. So I started to get up at 5 a.m. I found that I was my best self when I would get up and I would read and then I would get my workout in and that just jumpstarts my day so that then I find myself if I get those two things in, I have a better mindset and I eat better throughout the day. And I just want to continue. I'm a creature of habit. But mm-hmm. if I get off habit, then I start to go down this path and it's hard for me to, you know, rein it back in. So if I start my day every day like that, that helps. So even though I was pregnant and really tired, I tried to keep in mind, I'm going to be even more tired when this baby comes, cause I'm not going to be sleeping. So yeah. utilize, you know, make, take advantage of it now. So I continued to get up. I continued to move my body, even though some days it wasn't as intense as I would like, I still did those things. And then that would kind of waterfall into my days as well. And I would try to eat the same types of foods, get my water in. So another one of those habits was hundred ounces of water a day. I try to do that every single day. Mm-hmm. So keeping my water bottle, making sure I'm doing that. Um, and then meal prepping really just That's trying awesome. to pre log things. Um, so I know what I'm putting into my body. Cause when I get away from that, then everything kind of goes out of sorts. Uh,
0: it, it sounds like You kind of have to, how can I say this? You're taking care of yourself first, which some people look at as selfish, right? Especially Mm -hmm. moms. I I know, you know, even my wife, Renee, a lot of times we'll put our kids first. And and I think most moms do that. But as you've experienced putting yourself first, taking care of you, you know, like you mentioned, getting up and reading, um, getting a workout in, even while you're pregnant, workouts that, maybe aren't as intense, but it sounds like you took the something is better than nothing approach, right? And, and just the consistency of doing something. Um, and then starting off your day with that to kind of, all right, I'm taken care of. Now I can be the best wife, mom, employee, everything else that I need to be.
1: Absolutely. Because I got into such a habit of doing these things that I find myself, if I don't get that in the morning, I'm a worse mom. I'm a worse wife because I'm grumpy, right? I'm mad at myself, number one, because I didn't get up and do it. And I've found I have four little kids. So if I wait till evening to try to work out, it's a complete disaster. I'm getting interrupted every two minutes and then I'm angry and Mm -hmm. then I'm frustrated, you know, and then supper is at 7 PM instead of, you know, and my kids are hungry and then it's time for bed right up. It's like a snowball effect. So Mm. I just know that to be my best self in this stage of life, I have to do it in the morning. No one else is up. No one's interrupting me. And then my whole day follows after that.
0: That's perfect. I think I find success or, or in myself and I think helping coach other people to find success by coming up with what I'll call the non-negotiables. Those are like maybe two or three things that have to happen on a daily basis Or And or maybe even a weekly basis that if those things don't happen, as you mentioned, the rest of it around you feels like it's starting to crumble. What would you say maybe are your two or three non-negotiables that you had and still maintain?
1: Number one non-negotiable, and this has been for me for a while, is working out. I don't miss workouts.
0: Mm. I just
1: don't do it because even if I found that after I lost my weight, I would I'm not always perfect. I would fall off the wagon here and there. I would eat terrible, but I really wouldn't see any shift in my physique because I never missed a workout mm-hmm. no matter what. If I ate French fries and a cheeseburger, I never missed a workout. And so I found that I was, I it didn't put the weight back on because even if I did have a bad day here or there, I was still working out because that's mm-hmm. my non-negotiable. Perfect. My other thing is water intake. Because I feel so much better when I drink enough water. I feel lighter. I feel I have way more energy. So those two things are my number one. I do not mess around with is I don't miss workouts and I drink enough water every day.
0: Love it. Love it. And those are two, well, at least the water is pretty simple. I mean, it's not hard to do and make that a non-negotiable. And like you mentioned, carry your water bottle with you, get a hundred ounces a day. You're going to feel better. I'm sure, you know, things move better through your body, mm-hmm. right? Um, all of those things.
1: And I am kind of strange in the fact that I have to know how much water I'm drinking. Like I am a tracker. I want to, yep. you know, I mark it off. I want to check it <laughs> off in my fitness pal. So yep. if you're like me, like, don't just grab a random glass. I would highly recommend a water bottle with a label of how much you're drinking or whatever, because it's just satisfying to say, yep, I drank that check. I can put that in my tracker next. Now I need to drink 30, you know, things like yeah. that.
0: Yeah, no, that's great advice. So what is, what is meal prep? You've said, you mentioned that a little bit. What does meal prep look like in your household? I mean, gosh, uh, a family of four kiddos and, and your husband and yourself, how do you meal prep? First part of that question. Second part of that question is how do you get around? I think a lot of people think when I'm trying to Lose weight or diet, then I have to be on a plan and my whole family is doing something else. So, how did you merge those two so that you could still be part of the family and have that dynamic?
1: So, one of my big things is I don't want my kids to think I'm on a diet. I don't want this to be a thing for my daughters to be worrying about their weight or to say, oh, I shouldn't be eating this or, you know, this or that. So I try to not ever bring attention to it. So we eat the same types of food for every meal. So if we have pancakes, they'll have regular pancakes, but I make Kodiak cakes for myself. Okay. Um, If we have, we'll have a Mexican night and I will just tweak mine so that it's a healthy version. So I just substitute things in um, that are healthier versions. So that's how I get around that is, um, you know, if we're having tacos, maybe I'll have a taco salad or I'll have, you know, a lower carb tortilla with mine, whatever I need for my macros that day. But I just kind of tweak each thing, but we're all eating the same meal. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And that's really the way to do it. We do the same in our household as well. I love what you said too, about having daughters and not wanting to impress upon them. Like they're, you know, good foods, bad foods, this is, you know, off limits, you know, I think that that can kind of send things going down the wrong path pretty early. So really smart on you to kind of recognize that. But even what you just said is you're not eating anything different. If it's taco night, then you're maybe having a taco salad or a lower carb tortilla in place of that. Or maybe it's pancakes on a Saturday and you're choosing different types of pancakes or different ingredients to make those lower calorie That's awesome. What does meal prep look like for you maybe on a weekly basis? I mean, you're not only a busy mom with four kids and married, but you said you work in insurance, so you're working too. So how do you meal prep and what does that look like?
1: I do. I work full-time Four kids who are coming and going. Um, I typically do my meal prep on Sundays. I try, but for instance, yesterday I didn't get it done so mm-hmm. I kind of pre prepped so that tonight when I get home, sometimes when I'm cooking supper, I will just start making extra, like I have meats already thawed and stuff. So I'll make some ground turkey or something so that I have that ready that I can, I'll eat a sweet potato a lot and just taco seasoned, you know, ground turkey, put it on top type mm-hmm. of thing. So as I'm cooking our dinner tonight, I'll just kind of be frying some different things over here or making some sweet potatoes over here in the Instapot, things like that. So. Oh
0: uh, yeah. Instapot tools like that are a huge mm-hmm. help, right? Speed up the process. Yes. Air you fryer. Have other... Okay. Yes. yeah, I was going to ask, do you have any other tools that you use that help you along the way?
1: Yeah. I didn't use my air fryer for a while there while I was pregnant, but I started to, when I started this program again, and it's a life changer. So I found that my friend Amber Smith is the one that introduced me to this program and she, I didn't do it for a while, but she told me you need to pre-log, you need to pre-log all your meals so that you it's easy. It's mindless. You di- And she's so right. So if you pre-log the next few days, there's no question about what you're eating. It's not like this puzzle you're trying to figure out while you're at work and you're trying to be, you're supposed to be working or you're supposed to be getting your kids ready. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I sit down and I figure out, okay, what are the things I'm prepping? And then I, it's like, it is like a puzzle. You know, I put it into my fitness pal and then I got to kind of check my macros to see if it's fitting and tweak it from there. And then I can pull that out and like measure things. And then I just have it ready to go. So I grab it for lunch. I know that's what I'm eating. I know that's all I'm going to eat and go from there.
0: So that's, that's great advice. And one that we try and impress upon many of our clients. And sometimes it's tough to, get that across to to where it sinks in until they have the light bulb moment of doing it. The pre-logging, like you said, I think it killed so many birds with one stone. Not only are you mapping out what your plan's going to be. So now you know, okay, what to shop for, what to prep, how much of it to prep, but you've also built yourself a little meal plan for the next few days. So you don't have to think, right? I think it, that, especially as busy as you are, I'm sure you experience this more than a lot of us, but that decision fatigue, right? Like you're just like, what's for dinner, right? You've already planned that, you already know. Um, And the last thing is when we pre-log versus what I'll call retro logging, we have to look at it like a budget where it's like, we don't spend money and then go look and say, oh, did I have this in the budget? Oh crap, I overdrew my account, Mm -hmm. right? We always look at the budget first then we spend the money and it's the same way. Like we have to kind of like plan and, and see, does this fit my plan? Oops, nope, that doesn't. I gotta take it out, put something else in. Would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely. And I don't know if everyone out there is like me, but even this second time around has been a little harder for me with four kids. you know, adding that fourth one in has been kind of an adjustment. But I find myself that if I don't plan and I don't have it ready, I get home after work, I'm exhausted. And then I realized I didn't prep. And so it becomes overwhelming of like, oh my gosh, how many macros do I have left? Like, what are some options that I can eat that would still fit into my macros? And then I get frustrated. And some nights, I'm not going to lie, I'm just like, forget it. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm going to eat a cheeseburger from Sonic because I'm just in a bad mood now, you know? And that's the path I go down. And I know that about myself, that- I get, that will frustrate me because like you said, too many decisions, it's the end of the day, you're tired. And it's just like, you know what, forget it. I don't want to figure this out. I'm probably going to have to cook something now to fit into my macros. That's irritating to me, you know, and then it's not going to fully fit into it. So it's all, it's like that mindset of when you diet, you're like, oh, I already fell off track. So let's just blow it even more. And I find (laughs) myself going back there. So that's why I know that about me. And I know you better have it prepped because- At the end of the day, I don't want you to get a bad attitude and say, oh, oh, well.
0: Yeah. Not only the bad attitude, but then you start eating um, these weird concoctions, mm-hmm. right? If you're like, well, I'm going to pair this with that, right? Just so I can make these numbers fit. And you're like, Absolutely. it's really I a myself, healthy meal.
1: No, I've ate like a pancake with you know, it's just the most random, like a piece of cheese. It's like the most disgusting meal ever, but I'm just trying to do that. It's like, you don't want to do that. You, Cause then you start to feel, I like to feel like I'm eating normal, which yeah. I don't want to call it normal, but that's, I try to make it feel like that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So it, when you start going down that path of just eating things to fit in your macros, then you start to feel like you're on a diet. And that's the thing you don't want. That's where I don't find success is I don't want to feel that way. I want to feel like I'm eating meals. Like I make fish tacos a lot because I can eat a lot of fish tacos and fit in my macros. And man, I feel like I'm having a beast, yeah, you know?
0: So that's why absolutely. I make those
1: types of things. Cause I just feel like this isn't a diet.
0: Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? totally. What would you say, or maybe the three or four components that you want to make sure that you have at every meal so that it sounds like quote, like you said, air quotes, normal. What are those components of your meals?
1: You know, I really like cheese. So I try to ration my cheese into really small portions, but have it at every meal because I like it. That's what I grew up with. And it feels normal to me. So for me, I have to break that down so that every meal, I don't feel like I'm depriving myself of something, you know, that I love or that I'm used to. Mm -hmm. So pretty much everything I eat has some cheese on it, but just a little bit, I definitely measure it and make sure (laughs) that it's Mm. not overboard because that can kill your fats real quick. But um, yeah. Yeah that. Um, I always try to make sure I eat a vegetable because I'm really bad at eating vegetables, but I just try to get them in and then protein's huge for me. So I just make sure I have plenty of protein. And I know something you taught me early on was, um, if you're having trouble hitting your proteins, just eat more at every meal. So just Mm -hmm. increase whatever that protein is at every meal. And that's really helped me.
0: Okay, good. Glad to hear that. Instead of thinking like, oh my gosh, what else can I get? Right? Oh my gosh, it's should I like- eat a
1: spring cheese? Oh no, that gets my pets. Pass- you know, like.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So now that we're talking about food, do you have any favorite recipes that you like to share? And, and not really like getting into the nuts and bolts of the ingredients in this, but like yeah. what were some of your go-tos, maybe two or three go-to recipes that you love?
1: Sure. Um, fish tacos, my number one, I get the, you can get these really low calorie, um, corn tortillas and you, I think the serving size is like five of them. So that's what yeah. I mean. I mean, you can just ration your fish out, right. in each of those, and you're eating five tacos that just feels huge. So mm-hmm. I do that a lot. Um, I do tuna patties a lot. I love them. Um,
0: what does that look like? How do you make that tuna patty?
1: I just do a can of tuna and I put an egg egg in it. And then Mm. just a few um, crackers, like low calorie crackers. And then I just honestly, with some olive oil, put it in a pan or some spray and just cook it. And it's- Oh my
0: gosh, Erin, I think I'm making that for lunch today. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's great. And it's so easy because you can just grab a can of tuna and do it. You know, it's not like you have to like thaw meat or anything like that. So that's one of my favorites. And the other thing that I always do to feel- like I'm eating, like everyone else's barbecue pizza. So I'll just get, you know, you can get the sugar-free barbecue sauce. And I do, I'll do rotisserie chicken because it's easy and just, you know, shred it up on there, put a little cheese on it and call it a day. So
0: I, I would love, you kind of said a few things that I'd like to kind of like dive into a little bit more because I think you've discovered a few things that are going to help you in terms of convenience. You mentioned tuna, right? It's like mm-hmm. a can crack it open. You mentioned rotisserie chicken. Are there any any other of like these convenient ways that you found to eat or prayer, uh, prepare foods that help you being that busy mom of four working full time?
1: Yes. So I always... One thing that helps me get to my proteins is I eat a lot of hard-boiled eggs, but I just eat the egg whites typically. Um, mm. But I prepare those every week. Like if I'm getting low on, on hard-boiled eggs, I just throw a bunch more in the pot. So I always have those in the fridge. And then I find my family eats them. I mean, they snack on them, which is good also. So I always have those prepared. I buy a lot. I shop at Sam's. Um, I'm not a Costco person, mm-hmm. but um, shop at Sam's and I get their you know, pre-cooked meat, you can get the chicken breast, you can get the, um, I like fajitas a lot, but I just eat it over like cauliflower rice or even regular rice for that matter. Just depends mm. on where my carbs are at for the day. Um, and that's easy just to heat up in the microwave, throw on your, you know, you can also get the rice that's already cooked or that you just need a microwave. I do that all the time. I don't make my rice. Like I don't boil it. I just buy the bags of steamable rice. Um, and then I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I just portion it out and then I can warm up the meat, throw it on there, and add whatever veggies or whatever, and it's a meal. So
0: that's great. That's great. So all that those things are basically they've taken the hard work or the prep work out for you, Mm -hmm. and it's like heated up and you're ready to go essentially, right? Yeah, that's great. So all right, let's talk about so you said cheese. That's one of your things that you've got Mm -hmm. to have because you grew up on cheese. I think who doesn't love cheese? I right. mean, I love. Geez. What yeah. what are some of the vices that you're like? You know, I just have to make sure to fit this in, or some of the things that you would find yourself like planning ahead and just making room for any specific. Are they desserts? Is it sweet? Is it savory? Like, what were those things for you?
1: Um, I love like muffins. So I'd always find room and I don't deprive myself of those things. Cause I found early, if I do that, then I'm just going to want to eat them and then want to eat them and binge on them. So I let myself have it. Um, pancakes and like breakfast foods are my favorite. So I mm. I do try to eat. I eat those fairly often. Like I'll even use that Kodiak mix or a high protein mix, whatever it is, a healthier version of a pancake. And I'll make waffles because I love waffles. And then my family's eating waffles and I feel like I'm eating waffles. Um, so basically carbs are kind of my
0: yeah okay my
1: thing. Um, like I love a good cheeseburger, so we'll make them at home and I'll just use like sometimes I'll make a turkey burger and it actually tastes just as good. Um, mm-hmm. then I'll use those thin buns, you know, they're only a hundred calories, not quite as much, you know, a little healthier. Yep. Version. So I just try to substitute healthier versions. Um, but I don't, I don't like a hamburger without a bun. So I don't do that to myself. Yeah. I, just use a absolutely. Bun.
0: I love so. that. I love that. Instead of like, you know, some, some folks will choose to go with like the, you know, lettuce in place of the bun Mm -hmm. and do kind of like the, the low carb style. And, and that's okay. Totally fine with that. But if you're somebody who loves carbs, like you said, you do, you got to have that bun and you just go with, Hey, maybe a thinner bun. Right.
1: But then I make sure like for breakfast, it's easier for me to go. I love eggs, so I can eat breakfast without carbs. So Mm -hmm. I just try do it that way. Like usually for breakfast, I don't have carbs or very minimal, so that I can have carbs for dinner. I know that I'm going to want, you know, more carbs later. So
0: that's that's great advice. So you kind of just basically move those around. You're still mm-hmm. not necessarily eating low carb, but you just move those carbs to a later point in the day. Yeah, so you have when more. I'm
1: going to want a little more.
0: That's great. That's awesome. Um, what has been so? Obviously, been through the program two times now, had success both times. Gosh, when uh, you had shared your your most recent transformation pictures, I was like, "Holy smokes!" Like, you're a, you're a, a CSF pro, I would say, right? Like, you. No, I'm not, down. and I'm not
1: there yet. I will just a little, you know,
0: you're, you're disclaimer still working out there.
1: I'm not got to it. my goal yet on this got time it. around, but got yeah. Got
0: it. With that said, um, what are some of the things that you felt were important? as far as maintenance goes? Because I think that's not something that gets talked about very much. I think most programs will advertise, you know, hey, lose 30 pounds in 30 days, or, you know, it's like all about the losing weight or all about achieving the goal and nothing spoken about maintenance because it's just not sexy to talk about Mm -hmm. maintaining. What were the things that you find important that I understand you're not at your goal now, but from last time that, you know, it's like, these are the things that helped me stay where I was at.
1: Um, I will say that maintenance is way easier than losing it. I did not feel, I mean, I was on a, just a straight path. It was awesome. Um, number one, I never missed a workout.
0: Yep. yep. I don't
1: miss workouts, even on maintenance. I just, that's one thing I don't do. If you want to maintain muscle, you know, things like that, you can't just stop working out because you reached your goal. That's number one. Number two, I always eat a healthy breakfast. I pretty much always, if I I find, if I start that first meal healthy, um, I'll continue throughout the day. Um, I was a little more lenient, you know, on the weekend or things like that. But for the most part, I tried to stick to during the week while I'm at work, I'm structured. I get up, I eat a healthy breakfast, I eat my, you know, and I try to be as healthy as possible so that then on the weekends, I can, you know, go a little more off the grid. You know, if Mm -hmm. we go eat or something, I don't have to think about what I'm eating. Because I got my workout in number one, I ate primarily healthy during the week. And so I can kind of, you know, have a couple drinks, I can eat whatever. And then I'm, I still maintained. So
0: that's great. Is there you said eating out, I think that's something that is a can be a, a minefield to navigate. Sometimes what are the things that when you go out to eat with your family that you're looking for on the menu and things that you will order? And maybe what are the things that you want to try and avoid? And not necessarily because it's like, again, good food, bad food, but that, you know, like, okay, this can take me down you know, a path or, or lead to way more calories than I want to consume. So two-part question, what are the one things you look for? What are the things you try to avoid?
1: I try to look for options. One place that I always go to is Chipotle. That's one place I know I can get, you know, protein, healthy carb, some veggies and, you know, call it a day. And I still feel like I'm eating out one of my, you know, restaurants that gets me every time is going out to eat Mexican food because the chips and salsa and the cheese, you know, my husband loves to get the cheese. You just don't realize how many you're eating, you know, and then if you log, another eye opener is logging all of that, like realistically go in there. And that's my number one advice for anyone. Be honest with yourself. Cause if you're not honest and you're logging, you're not going to see results because mm-hmm. you're basically lying to yourself mm-hmm. and what you're putting in your app isn't true. So your body's not going to reflect what you're putting into the app. So mm-hmm. I like, I legit, if I have two margaritas, I log it. And then I'm like, hmm, great.
0: So right. you don't want to
1: see that. And so Typically for me, I don't want to see that. And so I don't go down that path again.
0: Got it. Got it. And so So. for you, it's more of like, I'm going to be honest with myself and have the integrity to log everything, hide nothing. And that in and of itself shows you what you've eaten and realize next time, like, oh, okay. That probably sent me a little further than I should to make that change.
1: So next time, like if we go out to eat, I never eat rolls. That's just something I don't eat. I just learn. I just I just don't do it. I don't Mm -hmm. eat rolls. Um, I try to get a meat and a vegetable and Mm -hmm. you know a potato. I I just don't eat rolls. I don't typically ever eat dessert. I'm just not really a dessert person. Um,
0: And is that because I just don't do with the rolls? Is that because like the one leads to two or the two Mm -hmm. leads to three? Okay.
1: Yep, that's just one thing. And I just it's not my favorite food. A roll, so I just choose to do without that. Um, so I try to do without things like that, that aren't necessary so that I can, if I want to eat something else, you know, I'm not completely over my goal. So I'm just try right. to make it up where I can.
0: You've had the, the opportunity to work with two different coaches, myself, you've worked with Dana. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the things that, and that's really cool because while we're coaching the same program and the same foundational information material, sometimes things are said in a different way that just man triggers something and and Mm -hmm. it sinks in. So what are some of the things, can you remember anything? I know you mentioned something that, that I had shared with you about, you know, Hey, just eat more, more of your protein. Don't think of what else, but what are some of the things that you can remember or takeaways from both experiences?
1: Sure. The first time around was really um, a lot of learning. I I've always been a thinner person always my whole life. I never even thought about what I ate. I ate horribly just whatever I wanted. I ate it. I didn't think about it. Didn't think quite. (laughs) So it was all just learning. First of all, that this doesn't mean you can't eat things. It means you got to eat them in a certain portion. You know, it's not about deprivation. Mm -hmm. Um, so one thing, like I said, I remember the most is getting my proteins. in. I really struggled with that was eating more for every meal. Um, and every time I start to go off path, I honestly have Adam, your voice in my head saying, um, okay, you're telling me that this is your goal, but you're not showing me you're not doing the things to reach that goal. So every time I start to, you know, go down this path, of, you know, one thing leads to another, to another, I think about that. And I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? You know, what's mm-hmm. the end goal? Mm-hmm. Um, why are we here? So just that always brings me back and takes me back to the basics. And also you always said, It's the little things that matter. So, you know, getting your water in step by step, if you do the little things every single day, one day you wake up and you do a comparison photo and you're like, wow, how did I even do that? So that's honestly the key is every day, just one day at a time. That's how I take it. I'm like, just do the things today, this meal, do the thing, eat, eat the right foods, this meal, and then do it again and again and again. And yeah, so a little different approach with Dana, my second time around, because I, I knew what I was doing essentially, right? Yep. But I needed reminders. So she's been more of a, I guess, confidant for me and just reminding me of, remember, this is what we got to do. Right. Fuel. Remember, you know, we got to do this. And so not much of, I, I know what to do and I know what to eat. I need someone there to slap my hand and remind me of why I'm here, you
0: Mm -hmm. know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's really where the rubber meets the road is I think for the most part, we all know what to do, right? If we Mm -hmm. put two different, like an apple and a donut in front of you, you're like, all right, pick the healthy option. Everyone knows the apple's the healthy option, but everyone wants the donut, right? And, And, you know, so I think, what you mentioned about with the accountability and the reminders and having Dana there to like, Hey, you know what to do. You've been through the program before, but still even knowing what to do, having somebody in your corner to remind you super important. What has been your favorite thing about working with CSF that, that resonates with you, your personality and everything. Honestly,
1: just adding the responsibility of it. So I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. I love it. It, it helped me create habit around what I was eating. Cause I have habit and everything else in my life, but what I was eating and myself and, you know, the things that were going in my mouth and how I felt health wise, I just, I needed help. I was out of control. I didn't know, you know, I was trying all these different things and, you know, you read about all these different things to do and it just helped me Break it down into this is what we need to do, and these are the types of foods that will get you there, and just to do it every day. Yeah. So I think that's been the number one takeaway. Okay. Is I thrive on waking up every morning and like you know doing it. Just do the things. I love it. At the end of the day, it's like I did it. I did the things.
0: Would you say then it's the structure that resonates mm-hmm. with you that works well? Your per- you mentioned earlier, like checking the boxes, crossing the T's, dotting yep. the i's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And I think for some folks that's tough, maybe those that are a little bit more laissez-faire and it's like, you know, kind of go with mm-hmm. the flow and like, all right, we're putting some structure in your life and and here's what it is. We build up to it. You know, it's some folks we start with a little bit, add more, add more, like you said, a little bit at a time. But I'm glad to hear that that sat and worked well with you. Um, what advice would you give to somebody that right now is on the fence? They've maybe visited our website, maybe they've talked to you, they've talked to another client out there before that's had success and they're just on the fence waiting to pull the trigger to start. What's your advice to them?
1: I will say, just do it. It's worth every penny. Cause like I tell people, I was on the fence before I did it too. Cause you start to think to yourself, I can do this myself. I don't need to pay someone to do this. I just need to do it, you know? But when Mm -hmm. it comes down to it, I did need someone to tell me how to do it. And it, it isn't even the six months or however long you sign up for this, that you're getting money's worth. I literally took away habits, information, um, knowledge for the rest of my life that I will use the rest of my life. So I've been able Dottie's four for four years. I've kept this weight off. I was in the best shape of my life, even versus high school. Um, and here I am after my fourth kid, I feel like I bounced right back. I'm right back there, you know, and I'm just Uh, on the edge of my, of my goal again. And he's only, he's five months old, you know, he's going to be six months old on the 19th. So it's worth every penny. So take the steps. But my piece of advice is you have to do the things. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to do what they tell you. And you have to, it's hard for me. It was hard for me at first to take it step by step, like log the water first. Then we go into count, you know, those types of things, but it's worth it because you, got to master one habit before you start another, or she'll just get overwhelmed and fail.
0: Absolutely. And that's great. That's going to lead to my next question. But before we get to it, I wanted to go right back to it. something or what you just said about, I, I kind of joke, and I've said this before, I, I really would love to think that our program has no repeat customers. And, and I obviously you're coming back two times through, you have a reason for it, but it matters to me more what our clients are doing three years after they've left the program than what they're doing three months into the program. And love what you said about Dottie's four, you were able to maintain, you took away those habits, those skills that are life skills that you'll have forever. So that six months or however long you're with us is really just a drop in the bucket for what you're going to get, right? Absolutely. Um, the next part you kind of already started to touch on, but what advice would you give for that person in their first or second week? They're just starting out. And you you kind of said, like, oh, the hard part was holding back and, and starting slow. Talk about that and then anything else that you would give as advice for someone just starting out.
1: So I am an all or nothing person. If I'm going to do it, I want to see the results right now. And I think that's a lot of us, or most of us in life. So but we got to be honest with ourselves. I wasn't good at drinking water. I probably drank no water before mm-hmm. I started this program. So just doing that small task is a huge task. If you can do that for seven days in a row, that is huge. So just focus on one thing at a time, because I will tell you, the last time I went through this and I lost all of my weight. And if you saw my before and afters, it's pretty huge, significant um, progress. Yep,
0: yeah. yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I wasn't even in full macros not once. I didn't make it there. I never made it to full macros.
0: I just love that you said that because so many clients will beg us like, all right, Adam, what, what, what are my macros? What are my macros? I'm like, Mm -hmm. you, first of all, you don't need to get there to see success, which to your point, look at your before and afters uh, from a few years ago, but the fact of mastering one thing before moving to the next, right?
1: I was, I lost the majority of my weight on calories only.
0: Wow. And
1: protein. And protein. I will say that and protein. But the carbs and the fats, we never even got there.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. And I didn't remember that until you just brought that up. And I'm so glad that you did.
1: So I'm actually learning that right now. I'm trying to figure out how to because I never did it before. I only was I was only hitting protein and calories and I Mm -hmm. lost all my weight. Mm -hmm. And I was you know, feeling the best ever. So now, you know, we're like, let's take a little step further and let's try yeah. to do full macros. And it's hard for me because yeah. I never done it before. Right. So sometimes even now, you know, me and Dana are like, you know what, maybe we should take it back and let's start from the basics. Cause mm-hmm. even me, I'm trying to, you know, and it's too much sometimes.
0: And that's, so it's- that's really what we do as a coach is we do want to push you to that margin of your comfort zone. And, and when we do realize, all right, we, Taking a little bit far, we'll pull back because we mm-hmm. want you to have those wins weekly. You know, we want you to feel confident in what you're doing, knowing that regardless of what level you're at, like you mentioned the water, uh, maybe it's a fruit and veggie goal, a calorie goal, protein goal, like whatever level you're at is they're all designed and will give you results period. If you just do them right. So you don't have to think I need to wait to see results until I'm at Counting my macros, like you're going to see them regardless if you just stick with it.
1: Absolutely. And in my experience, the water itself, you start to feel better. So then it makes you want to do better with your food. And then you Mm -hmm. feel even better. So you want to do better and you want to work out. And then you feel even better. And so it's just like a snowball effect.
0: That's great. Momentum. So as we kind of wrap it up here, Aaron, what's next for you? I mean, you said you're close to your goal, uh, but But what's next after that? Do you see anything after the goal?
1: Honestly, um, my goal is I'm happy with the size of my body, I guess Mm -hmm. I could say. And so right now we're kind of shifting our focus and I want to build muscle. And that's one thing I didn't really focus on before, but that's kind of my goal now. Um, My goal isn't to be as skinny as I was before. I like the size I am, but I want to be really lean. So that's kind of where we're pivoting to now.
0: Got it. Got it. And do you have any performance goals, meaning like any, anything out there you're like, I want, you know, some people are like, I'm going to run a marathon. I'm going to do anything like that right now.
1: Not right now. You know, I've done the half marathons, things like that. I really sure. just want to be really strong. Cool. So, Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Right on. Well, man, it's been so fun, Aaron. Um, are there any questions that you have for me, for us, for CSF before we kind of jump out of there?
1: No, no, okay. I really appreciate you having me. And if anyone ever wants to reach out, has questions, please feel free.
0: So that's awesome. Well, Aaron, thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening today. It's been a pleasure, Aaron. Great job. And I know you're going to crush it. You've got a little bit to go left with your goals and then building muscle after that. So that's awesome.
1: Right.
0: Aaron, thanks again. Have an awesome day.
1: You too. Thanks so much. Thanks.
0: Hey guys, this is Adam, head coach at Copper State Fit. If you felt inspired by the show you just heard and feel like taking it a bit further, we'd like to help. For those of you looking to take baby steps, download our free MyFitnessPal tutorial and macro cheat sheet. Link can be found in the show notes. And for those of you that want to take a little more than a baby step, schedule a free phone consultation with us. We'll answer all your questions and provide you with personalized information. No strings attached, no obligation to buy. But if you do, we'll throw in a bonus. Mention Podcast 49 in your consult notes, and we'll take $49 off your first month. The only wrong decision is indecision, so pick what's right for you. Thanks again for listening. I look forward to speaking with you.